Hello everybody and welcome to the next Transport podcast. Today's pod is with Mrs Claire Penty. She is Head of Sport at the Elms. Uh, she's also one of the most enthusiastic sports people you'll meet. Uh, the purpose of today's pod is the power of participation and uh, I've titled it The Fire That Never Dies. Claire is um, busy, she's high energy, she's still playing sport now and she's been playing, she, I'm, I'm convinced she'll play uh, long, long into the future um, and I'm just eager to hear her experiences of the importance of sport in her life and participation and, and making sure that wherever she is uh, she's still taking part in sport and, and all the benefits that that brings with her. I hope you enjoy the next 25 minutes or so. Mrs Claire Penty, how are you? Uh, hello, I'm, I'm fine Richard, enjoying a little bit of sunshine. Yeah, how is the campus looking? I've not seen it for a while. Um, if I'm really honest, the campus is looking at its best. Yeah, I um, it, it makes it quite hard. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, Pete, uh, the groundsman's still here, and it is just looking fabulous. Trees all coming out. Especially in the sunshine. Especially in the sunshine. And I must say, I was just saying to Bill yesterday, I'm missing hearing a little bit of bat on balls, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for coming on the on the pod today, Claire. So um, the purpose of our sort of chat today is to share with um, our listeners sort of the power of participation. You are a, a, a massive advocate of being out there, taking part, and, and you're going to share with us your insights into that today. Um, st- we always start with a little bit about your story. So tell us about where you went to school and, and then university and, and how where you've ended up playing sport. Um <laughs> Okay, mine's quite long because you've had quite a lot of young people on. Um, you know, I, I started off really um, at, at a very small sort of urban prep school. Uh, I then moved from there to actually Millfield School uh, in Somerset. Okay. Uh, to a sixth form college to do my A-levels. Uh, from there, What college was that? Uh, it was, it was a Yeovil College, just a sixth okay. form college in Somerset. Um, I then went on to Loughborough University um, and then... Um, you know, a, a career path, uh, various places around the country. Um, I've worked since then. Um, so, so, that, so that, did you that. fall into teaching? Oh, oh, oh completely. I, I would have been what is now known as a sports graduate. I uh, okay. was my first job um, at rugby school, actually after finishing university. Oh, but wow. it, would have been, it would have been the equivalent of a sports graduate job now. Um, so, yeah, so I fell into it. Uh, the best career advice I ever had was from the headmaster of rugby school who told me to go off and get a PGCE and okay. become a proper teacher. <laughs> yeah, good. Which you obviously did. Which I did. <laughs> and then what? What, what? what? Where was your first teaching job? Uh, my first my first teaching job um, uh, after sort of rugby school was a place called Sandy Upper School in Bedfordshire. Okay. Um, uh, that then sort of uh, ended up getting married and moved down to Kent and worked at a school called uh, Hillview School, uh, followed by Tunbridge Grammar School for Girls. Uh, then moved country, across the country again to Somerset. Um, yeah. Worked at um, uh, Wadham School, uh, Bruton School for Girls. Is that Kings Bruton, is it? Uh, it's not actually. It's uh, it's it's the girls' school next school next door. Okay. Um, and then um, Sherborne School for Girls, and then and and I've been in an array of establishments up here in the East Midlands for the last six years, and have ended up. Um, at the Elms um, here at, at Trent. Good. And you're enjoying it at the Elms? Enjoying I think, the challenge? I, I really am enjoying the challenge. Um, you know, having no background, 
no formal background, should I say, in junior in junior schools, in junior education, um, in early years. It's been it's, it's been uh, interesting, quite a lot to learn. Um, but 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 really, really, uh, you know, we're powerful people. I don't yeah, know, that's the wrong word. We're very influential people um, with children so young, and it's really important we get it right. And missing the kids at the moment, because it's uh, one thing I'm finding on the remote learning is the, the instant feedback you get from either something that works or doesn't. That is our job, that, that little ray of sunshine when someone has caught, you know, for me, we're talking quite basic skills, you know, they've caught the ball, they've moved in the right direction, they, they've, they've got a shot at goal. Just those little things, that little high five at that time just goes so far. And yeah, you miss all of that. Yeah, completely. So what's the purpose of school sport then, Claire? Um, uh, for, for me, I think the purpose for school sport is actually um, to make something completely and utterly enjoyable, something that they uh, wish to go for, they wish to, to turn up for, they wish to play. And at least, you know, whilst they're doing it, you would expect, you know, they're playing hard and being competitive. But you would hope that actually the being really, you know, just the enjoyment of playing, um, yeah. learning new things within that environment, I think are um, absolutely key to sport. So how do you do that then? How do you, in your lessons and, uh, and obviously with your team, how do you get them to engage that enjoyment factor? Because everybody talks about that and it's really noticeable from people who've come on the pod that that's a common theme. Um, I, I think for our end now, being in, in the junior schools, so um, I think it is, it is actually making sure that, um, that, that myself and Will are completely, um, uh, absolutely as enthusiastic as we can be. We actually are involved and in, uh, involved with the lessons physically, yeah. um, so, so the children can see our enjoyment, and it and, it's, and it just sort of replicates itself. The children are going, well, they're, they're enjoying it. Actually, they're you know enjoying whatever movement we're doing or whatever sport we're doing. So it's doing. contagious. It, so it is contagious. It it, it 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 can be quite a draining way of teaching. It's quite tiring. High energy. You know, because you know, because because you know, we're, I'm dealing with small children now who actually sort of look at you going, right, you're going to burst burst for something. Something's going to happen. Yeah. But I do think it is contagious, and the children, the, the children feed off it, and so yeah. I think that enthusiasm in front in front of the children is absolutely key. And you've got, um, it, you can see that when you teach the energies there and the, that sort of high principles of uh, the enthusiasm and being the, the engagement at the front of the class. Who along your career and maybe when you're at school, has, has somebody got that influence on you? It, it, it was really funny. Actually, I, 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 I've pondered this question um, because actually it, was, it wasn't sort of obvious uh, role model. So I thought, gosh, actually, that's the person... Um, I want to be, or that's the one I want to be in front of. I think um, a lot of it has come from initially quite a lot of what I'd call negative teaching, where actually, you, um, you know, that old fashioned style of people say, oh, that wasn't good enough, or you right. were in the bottom half. And I think it came from that, not saying that I was always in the bottom half, but actually it wasn't fair because these children had normally tried their hardest, but actually we're still getting um, some bit of negative press. So mm. I think, I think. Uh, uh, so just sort of stepping back occasionally and just watching those sort of things I had a really um my my I went to a very small prep school uh, urban prep school we had no facilities and we, we our PE teacher was called Mrs Blow which so was Good. quite appropriate yeah but but actually she she was one of those who actually um yeah she you know she's she wanted us to play sport we only had a minute 
netball netball court there. We would walk through the town for 20 minutes to the local recreation facilities, set up our rounders um, and our hockey and whatever else. And I just think the fact that actually someone was willing to go, actually, I'm going to make that effort for yeah. the children because they will get something out of it. And I think having having sort of one or two people on the way who've made that bit of effort. Um, I think when I was at sixth form college in Yeovil, um, our, our teachers, you know, very strange to call them by their first name at that time, but Jill and Gareth were also the... Jill and Gareth. <laughs> it was Jill and Gareth. But, yeah. but, but they sort of, um, they went the extra mile for us, actually. And, you know, you know as young adults, we were, you know, you know, actually, we were quite good at turning up on time and everything. But I think they went the extra mile for us. We actually had, you know, a lot of fixtures, a lot of matches. Um, they were creative with, with the timetabling. And I think they also just, one or two people who just go that extra bit for you do count for a lot. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting that you talk about your sixth form time because obviously the perception of Millfield would be that you would have had exceptional teachers there. But obviously you've had a really positive experience at the sixth form college as well. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think I so, so Milford is sandwiched in. I think I went to a very small prep school, so sort of you know, um, it was big fish in, in there. I went to mm. Milford where the talent is huge, and as yeah. a young person, you don't recognise that. You just think, oh my gosh, actually, I'm not that good. And I reflect now and think, well, I played in the first six for tennis, even though, even though I was under sixteen. I played yeah. in the under sixteen a um, a squad for hockey, but I was never the cream, and I was never I was and, and the teaching at the time was focused on those who were elite and those who might right. be on a pathway rather than rather than the sort of what I call the workhorses who, who were you know willing to, to you know to, make the trains run on time. Yeah, and and, and I think so. so and I, and, I, and I always felt that. I always just didn't feel I was quite good enough at Millfield. And I think having mm. come out of that into a sixth form college um, with maybe maybe not feeling that confident and suddenly thinking, actually, I'm not too bad at sport um, yeah. and being with other like-minded people. And I think they had also come from, a lot of them had come from a state school background and actually had found people who wanted to play sports. So I think we'd all, sort of, we all gelled quite well together. Um, as I say, with, with the positive um, role models within the department. And have you, have you always played lots of sports or have you specialised? Uh, I've, I've always, um, growing up, played a lot of tennis, following my, my brother was an exceptional tennis player. My parents played tennis. And so we, we sort of spent summers doing what's called the tennis circuit. You, know, you go round to, to various towns, play a tournament. I'd normally get knocked out on Monday or Tuesday. My brother Stephen would be there until sort of you know finals day so, right. so 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 we always played a lot of tennis and I think um it was it was only when I went to Millfield um you know I, I was I was you know I've got quite good hand-eye coordination to my hand basics of quite a few sports but when I got to Millfield we had to decide whether we wanted to play netball or hockey now I'd never that's played, interesting you know I'd never played hockey but mm. as we were sort of literally going into the hall where you had to sort of sign up someone had someone just said to me Oh, everybody gets in a hockey team, um, but right. every, but 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 not everybody gets in a netball team because there's less players. Um, and I, right. I thought about that, and I thought, oh, I'd rather be in a team than not in a team. Um, so 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 literally, and I think with the I think you know with the hockey then at, at, at Millfield, I, I I was probably one of the few who started with no no you know no um, knowledge of the game. It wasn't in my family's background. It wasn't a game that we played. Um, um, 
you know, and you're meeting people from the prep school system who played a lot of hockey. So there was, there was an awful lot of catch up going on um, in that time. But it was definitely the right decision. You know, and, and obviously now I play a lot of hockey I still play hockey um, and, and I love the game. But, but yeah. So, so tell us about your your sport sporting career then. So obviously you left school, but you've it seems as though you've moved around the country, but you've still been engaged in sports. But, wherever you've been, yeah, wherever, wherever I've wherever I've gone, the sport, you know, because you know, being sort of you know twenty three, twenty four, you arrive in a town with a job, but actually, you know, your friends at that time, no, no social media, no phones, no nothing. You know, you'd arrive where where are you going to meet people? So I found through the sport, the hockey club um, was my first port of call. Let's join the hockey club because hockey clubs were mixed as well. It gave quite a nice sort of social life. Yeah, um, you know, you were training a couple of times a week, match at the weekend. So actually, it provided just a really nice um, routine to to a week when you were working, and you know, and obviously then you've got the social side. Um, you know, you know, in, instantly meeting sort of people who you're going to get on with, you've got common common bond with the sport. So, so the hockey um, and joining a sports club wherever I've gone has been really important. And that, that was quite interesting when I when I worked at rugby school because of the hours of a fully fledged boarding school I couldn't play hockey. Right. Um, so I had played a little bit of volleyball in at uh, Yeovil College. So I joined the local volleyball club. Which okay. Was, which in itself I think was was more social than volleyball. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but again, it just provided that sort of social platform for me to, 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 to go and play and enjoy, and enjoy being with other people, really. So it sounds like a good piece of advice then, if you're starting somewhere new, throw yourself into it. Would that be fair to You do. That first step is always the worst. The one where you have to arrive... Walk in the door. Session. That is the worst one. Everyone goes, oh, we don't know who they are. But actually, everybody has been in that boat. And once you've made that step, um, you know, the majority of people are really friendly and welcoming. Um, and I th- and I think I think particularly you know particularly uh, with things like hockey, which are you know obviously a team game. There's a sort of yeah you all fit in wherever you fit in, first team, second team. But I I have always felt once that step has been made, I've always been quite good at making that first step. And yeah. I'm quite good at saying right, I will commit to six weeks, and if I don't, if after six weeks it doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't feel right, I will change it. But, I, but you have to go through that slightly uncomfortableness to, 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 to get some outcomes, I think. Because that's another good piece of advice there, Claire, because obviously people engaging in a new environment might find it uncomfortable to start with, but you're sort of saying stick it out for a period of time and then make a decision. Yeah, very much so. And, and, I, and I, th- I think very much so with, the, with, with our, our, our younger children today. You know, I, I'm at an end where I'm trying to encourage them to join sports clubs sort of maybe for the first time. It might not be something that, that their parents do. And I think it's really important that I say to the parents, please make sure they just do it for half a term. Um, and then if they, if, if they, you know, because they'll fly, they might like the first two weeks might be great. The second two weeks they might go, I don't know, I'm not really sure. But they have to go through that to actually decide yeah. to really enjoy being in that environment. Um, and it takes a bit of time to forge friendships anyway, doesn't it? It it, it it does. And I think, you know, so if you arrive, as you say, it doesn't matter what sort of club you arrive at, whether it's gymnastics, um, hockey, rugby, it just takes that little bit of time to find someone who, who actually um, you're going to chat to. And, and you have, again, you have to just be a little bit brave just to make that first move, open the conversation. Yeah. And you're still playing now? Uh, I do still play now. I think we call this the uh, <laughs> very much the, very much the social hockey of my life. <laughs> okay. Um, but but it, it still serves a purpose. I think um, 
you know, being here at Trent uh, and at the Elms, uh, living on site, being here, actually, it's just really nice to go somewhere, uh, just literally for a couple of hours away. There's no connection with the school. Uh, and I really enjoy playing, you know. And so it, it, it keeps you fit, but it keeps you sort of mentally sound as well? Yes, it, yes, it does. It, it just gives you that break. It just, you know, it just gives a nice break. Um, as you say, yeah, that, that mental side, you'd be with different people again, again, common goal with the sport. Um, you know, great discussion about the game afterwards, you know, your cup of tea. You know, I'm at that age where we have a cup of tea after the game. Um, yeah, good. But, yeah, but, but, but again, it, it, is, it is that, you know, probably more, probably more actually the social and the mental side for me, it, it is now rather than the physical side. Um, you know, that, that part is possibly you know <laughs> the highlight of my playing days might have gone but actually the other side of it still still is very important to me yeah and you've made some good friends playing yeah. sport yeah <laughs> no I, ha- I, ha- I have done over the years I, I think it, you know quite a few still come from the keys or the places where you are oddly enough I think I mentioned my sixth form college that was um friends from there friends from the university hockey team and then probably because as I said I think I moved I think I worked out probably I moved every three years for for quite some time before before we had a family but but I think from each one you know there's one or two people who you you form a particular friendship with you know so it makes it really nice you know visiting around the country yeah and and also helps build your sort of um ability to generate relationships doesn't it if if you're throwing yourself into new environments completely And and it gives you a sort of um you know, knowing you can do it once, you do know that wherever you go, you can do it, you know, um, and I, yeah. I think that's really important. I think, you know, people quite like to stay in a safe bubble and they're, not, they're unsure, but I think knowing you can do it um, quite well, again, give it a little bit of time and suddenly hopefully it will all come together and, and you'll make some good friends. So just um, just moving back to Trent and the Elms, just a little bit about Trent. Obviously, before you got the Elms job, you were uh, you worked a bit at the school, but also you are definitely one of the biggest supporters of uh, the not only your own children but the school as a whole on the touchline, etc. What's been your favourite transport moment? Um, so, so, do you know what? There have been quite a few, but but the, 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 I, I, I'm trying to find check the year. 2016-17 was the year. I think it was the year. If I'm right that Trent girls hockey got to the under 14, under 16 and under 18 national finals. Oh, um, wow. Triple. It was a triple. It, it, it was the first time we'd ever done it. Um, and I, I wasn't, I, I was, I was teaching a little bit on a Wednesday, but I have, I had the t- two girls involved in the under 14, uh, Phoebe involved in the under 16. Um, you know, we'd been here two years so we knew sort of the under 18 side and, I don't know if you ever come across it was Paige Gillett and Sarah Glenn. Yes, yeah, so I've, yeah, yeah. It was a it was an amazing sort of time. Just when they had all qualified, we then had a really nice sort of lead up to the finals at Lee Valley. We had Alex Danson who came in um, okay. and gave a, a brilliant session. And and the whole feeling, because it was across the year groups, the whole feeling was one of tremendous support. And that mm. um, I, I I I somehow managed to get the role of team physio. Um, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm, good. I'm You've done well there. I'm not quite sure how down at Lee Valley, um, but 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 just watching the three Trent teams um, that weekend was the absolute highlight. And for um, it, for that time, it was the under 14 girls came third in the country, um, and 
the goals weren't from your regular goal scorers. They came from uh, your players who put in the hard graft. They came from the players where I come from, the, the hard graft players, the ones who turn up um, all the time and, get, and give you the hours. And it, yes. it's just, you know, it's a lovely picture um, down the main school corridor of the celebration after Lydia put the yeah. board. And that to me was just one of the, you know, that was absolutely the, the real highlight of, of it. You know, um, of, of the pinnacle, but every every time there's something, you know, as you say, I support a lot of sports. My parents, uh, not my parents, my children slash out too much at the sideline. I just can't help it. That's good. It shows your enthusiasm. You know, I, I, just, I like it. And, and it doesn't matter if I'm walk, walking past the 15 bees. I feel I feel the urge to be involved for the 10 minutes I might be there. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just to, just back to that group. So Paige Gillett and uh, Sarah Glenn were strong role models. Yes, you know, I think, I think, you know, so, so, so Phoebe was um, in year 11 and I think, I think having, having the, the two of them, you had uh, Paige Gillett, her work ethic and her determination to get herself fitter, better, stronger, to be a better hockey player. The girls could see, the girls could see it. They could see her absolute determination. Working, yeah. You know, um, the, 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 nothing on that pitch, Paige uh, wanted to win full stop there was no and and, and the girls could see that but it, but you know but off you know and, and and that drive i think was really important for them to see and i think the fact that the um the, those senior girls were so supportive of 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 the under 14s and the under 16s it really did feel like a whole school um you know event going to going to lee valley that year the um back to your sort of uh, your current job, obviously at the Elms, you're doing a cracking job. It's obvious to see the 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 lift of energy that in the program. What's the future of Elms Sport? Where are we going? Where are we taking it? Well, I mean, you know, my my my, my aim, um, you know, along with Will and the department, is we we just want we we, we generally want every child, and we might be ambitious, like we want every child to leave the Elms um, having having sport having been really really enjoyable they're really enthusiastic and they're, they're looking forward to their next steps wherever they go but hopefully Trent to actually then actually really progress that sport so we want to give them the love and enthusiasm they turn up every week they want to play they want to be in the teams and that's what we want to give them and we want to give that to, to, to every child and not 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 the best few we want to give that to every child because they all develop so differently at different yeah. times I, I know that for myself that I wasn't you know, um, you know that that A team standard, but you, I had to work and graft at it. You know, and I and I want I, I recognise that in children. I can see them down there and just think, gosh, you know what? I know that in a few years' time, you are going to be on that fourteen A team um, coming down because because you've got all the right attitudes. Yeah, and and that's I guess perhaps where your job satisfaction comes in. Does it w- watching them develop and grow as people as much as it is, uh, young sports? You know, people? I, I think I, I'm in I'm in. Um, you know, a, a very lucky situation. I think I, I actually have the have have the uh, the time here to see them because because we're here at a weekend to actually see those girls and boys who've played at the Elms. I can see them at Saturdays. I can see, well, I can see them. Go, gosh, actually, you know, I mean, they, they 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 sort of get embarrassed when I talk to them now. But but actually, just to see how well they have developed, just seeing the yeah. Year Seven group who came up from us last year the boys and girls have got so much stronger and they are very, and they're still really keen and enthusiastic for it and their skills are developing. I, I, I really like seeing that, you know, on a Wednesday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, 
um, to be able to see that and think, yes, actually, we hopefully started that. Yeah. So, so what advice would you give to a year six pupil, perhaps coming into Trent for September? Um, I, I would say to them, just seize every opportunity you've got um, on the sports field. You have got an amazing um, sports department at Trent um, with amazing enthusiasm, amazing knowledge. Take every opportunity you've got and really listen um, and really give it 100% on the sports field. And, and stick at it, by yeah, the sounds no, of it. And definitely stick at it. That's great. Um, so coming towards the end now, give me, uh, there's a couple of questions that I'll ask you. Uh, give me three words to, distra- to d- describe the culture of Elms Sport. Uh, the culture of Elms Sport, uh, it's, um, I'm hoping it is enjoyable. I'm hoping it is engaging yeah. and I'm hoping it is energetic for some reason. Enjoyable, engaging and, and, and certainly and, energetic. And, and energetic. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you've got a good team yeah. in place as well. Um, if um, if you were to have a dinner party, Claire, and you could inv- invite anybody from the world of sport, who would you invite? Gosh. Dead or alive? Uh, it's, it's a good question, because I've been very fortunate when the, when the school had some sporting dinners to sit by. You know, I used to move the, the plate names round. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Poor Kate Richardson Walsh had had me talking with her for a long time and couldn't get away, and so did, <laughs> and so did Izzy Arnold. I, I like those who have, um, gosh, uh, I mean, you know, having met them, having discussed with Kate Richardson Walsh, why, you know, how did she manage to persevere for? Uh, I think it was 15 years when there wasn't any funding in place. Unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, no funding in place. What was her drive? I couldn't, you know, mm. I found that amazing. Um, again, you know, with Izzy Arnold, you know, she, Arnold, she was, you know, she went through a talent selection process. She wanted to be at the Olympics, um, and so, mm. gosh, but but I would, but I, but I also quite, like, you know, I, you know, being a bit of an old, you know, an old an old, old person, you know, you know, I, I would still quite like to meet someone like John Macaro. I just think, I just yeah. think someone like that. It was um, absolutely engaging. Uh, on and off the tennis court, uh, he's you know in the way he's developed you know now, and I just think it'd be really interesting to find out how someone could fight the system or you know not you know, be, a, be a bit of a maverick in the system, but still achieve the success that they did. So, so Lizzie Arnold, Kate Richards, and Walsh, John, John McEnroe, but you've John McEnroe, but you've had already had dinner with. I, no, I have. I, I, I have had. <laughs> I'm really lucky. James Bracknell. I've had dinner with an awful lot of really good people, actually. So we just need to get John McEnroe in, and then we've completed the set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Quite literally. It, um, no, it, it would. I mean, I've, I've never, I've never really. Very bizarrely, um, having taught sports all my life, I was never a massive follower of sport until when I arrived at Trent, actually. And I think you know, right. so um, you know, I, I always played, but I, I wouldn't probably know who was in. Uh, the rugby teams and the football teams um, until actually quite recently when actually the women have suddenly um, managed to get themselves uh, a place, you know, with the media and actually suddenly we've, we've got not a level playing field, but we've got a better playing field. And I yeah. think actually, you know, I always felt quite strongly, certainly sort of at Loughborough University, you know, it, it was quite strange. Everything was about the, the men's rugby team and, um, that way rather than any of the girls sports so I think it's really good now that actually that's developed yeah yeah and and we've got some really yeah. good role models in the in in the public yeah. eye Dina Asher-Smith for example Dina Asher, um, 
Kelly Holmes is someone who actually I, I yes. think would I would I would really like to you know because her, her background was was hard. She was she was from an area of Kent where I taught. Um, and I think those who've actually battled a little bit of adversity, Paula Radcliffe because she didn't follow the system. Um, you mm. know, and so so I think that, that those who, who who've come about it um, slightly differently. You know, they haven't followed the the natural sort of pathway up, as it were. I was I was listening to a podcast uh, by Dylan Hartley, the ex-England captain, he, and he talked a lot about the struggle to get to the top was part of his, an important part of his journey. I thought that was intriguing because obviously the challenges are, help build your character, don't they, to some extent? Yeah, def- definitely. And I, and, I think, and I think also, you know, I, I say I deal with a lot of the younger children, but actually it's also to get them to realise that actually that perseverance, that keeping going, taking the knocks, actually, do you know what? they are the character, the, the, the grit and resilience, which actually does you know, makes your character and makes you stronger going forward. And, and it can help you in different aspects of life. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, definitely, definitely. I, you know, I think that's why I, I still play, is actually, you know, yeah. um, I, one, obviously, I really enjoy it. Um, but actually, I think I struggled in various places to, to, to find my niche in certain teams. So actually, you know, I, I just carried on going. Yeah, I'm a bit mm. after Ian Randall's title. I just wondered if I go long enough for some Masters hockey. Yeah, easily. easily. You'll get there, Kent. Easily. <laughs> you know? There's still time. Um, okay, finally, we got sidetracked there. Um, finally, one word. So I'm going to say one word, and I want you to reply with the first word that comes into your head. Okay, okay, okay. I've got that. Uh, right, family. A noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, sport. Uh, a family, to be quite honest, it's just family with sport. Whether it's actually you know, yeah. whether it's actually my family playing or actually the family you go to to play. Yeah, uh, winning. Um, it's important. That's more than one word. Uh, feels good. That's two words. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hinchliff. <laughs> um, energetic. Uh, energetic <laughs> good um participation uh every uh, everybody and finally the elms um uh oh God, God, one word one word uh i could use that american awesome um awesome, awesome. yeah good we'll take that <laughs> um Claire, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. I really appreciate your time. Um, and obviously, people are busy at the moment, so thank you very much. Um, I've really enjoyed your company. That was very engaging. And uh, I hope to hopefully see you soon rather than over a lap. Yes, I do. do. <laughs> yes, I hope to see. I hope to see everybody back again soon, which would be lovely to see. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed yeah, that. Fingers crossed. Great. Bye Bye-bye. for now. Thank you very much to Claire for coming on the pod today. Uh, I thought it was a really uh, engaging conversation about the importance of participation and staying involved in sport, finding new friends through using sport as the medium and the channel to to access new experiences. Uh, Claire's understanding that Elm's sport is about being enjoyable, engaging, energetic. Uh, Also the importance of actually it's not just about the people in the team who happen to be the goal scorers uh, or the highest performers. Actually there's a whole um, group of important people within any team 
which are the, the ones that really, like I said in the pod about making the trains run on time. Somebody once said to me uh, that a team, you have uh, the leaders who set the direction, uh, the talent that makes the difference, and then you have the people who make the trains run on time. And, and equally, people are as important as each other in any team. Um, make the effort. PE teachers that make the effort, people, teachers that make the effort, go the extra mile. Uh, And then if you are starting something new, one of Claire's pieces of advice was uh, commit for a period of time. Obviously, go through that uncomfortable phase at the beginning where you might not know someone, you might not know a skill, you might not know the sport or the challenge, whatever it might be. But actually just commit for a period of time and then hopefully you'll build friendships, you'll build an understanding of what is being asked of you and you'll work out for yourself whether you enjoy it or not and whether you want to stick at it. Um, seize the opportunity make the most uh, of the opportunities that are presented your way Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, Claire's take on the power of participation and and you can see the title of the pod was the fire that never dies and you can uh, it's very obvious that there is still a fire burning bright within Mrs Penty Um, thank you very much for listening to the pod today I hope you enjoyed it uh, and I look forward to podding again with you very shortly thank you very much